This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause. We will get into the disaster that was the officiating in last night's Raptors loss to the Denver Nuggets. And the real shame there is Raptors played well. They kept old Nikolai Jokic in. They kept him pretty much in check. Now, keeping him in check means still almost a triple-double. He was one assist short, and I think he shot like six of eight. I mean, what is a guy who is the MVP favorite is shooting sometimes less than 10 shots a game. It was, uh, it's, it, again, we've talked about yesterday. It was a remarkable season by him, but the Denver Nuggets go on and kind of steal one yesterday against the Raptors. The Leafs game against New Jersey. I'm going to say this right now. All right. And we can, we can, cl- oh, I'm not, I'm not on the next three days. I'm on, no, I'm do- it's I'm, just me and I'm, Taddy. I'm doing the morning show. Yeah, it's me and Taddy hanging out for the next three days. That's right. Yes, guy. Um, the Leafs are going to win tonight. I feel so good about it. The Leafs are going to dominate the New Jersey Devils. Are you as confident as your uh, predictions from yesterday? No. Oh, yes. I'm much more. I'm much more. Uh, I'm really confident about this. By the way, everyone's fading. Seventy percent of the bets. Seventy-eight percent of the money line on on Fanduel. It's all over the Devils. But I was thinking about it. I'd like to say I was thinking about this. That's dangerous. For, what's you that? Thinking. I think all the time. That's all I do. <laughs> um, that if we expect the Leafs to always lose those games against the Coyotes, the Blackhawks, Montreal, they go, oh, the Leafs, they're minus 400. They're going to lose this one. Well, then doesn't the other side of that coin have to exist? If everyone's got, ah, oh, they're going to lose tonight against the Devils. No Tavares, you know, no Ryan O'Reilly. The Devils are hot. Timo Meyer, he scored. He's, he's down there with the Devils. He scored. It's in New Jersey. No, I'm taking the Leafs. I think the Leafs are going to win. I think I think they're going because what do they do? The Leafs like what the Leafs like to do is to constantly keep us on our toes emotionally. We're feeling good about ourselves. We're feeling good. Oh, Vancouver scored twice on the power play. Boo. You know, boo! This guy's hurt. This guy's hurt. Wait! Oh God! Morgan Riley is playing at a level that we're now going all on cap friendly to see how many defensemen uh, make more money than Morgan Riley. <laughs> we do it quietly to ourselves. So when that happens, you know, we get down, we get depressed, we get sad, we get insecure. Makes sense. Yeah. Just being a sports fan. So then the other side of that coin is going to come up. Leafs are going to win tonight. And on FanDuel, Matthews to score and the Leafs to win plus 260. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with the logic that you're using except for yeah. one thing. Mm. Tell me right now, Matt, if we took this Leafs lineup yeah. and had to match up against the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Is this Leafs lineup good enough to beat the Coyotes on paper? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the difference is is that the Leafs end up losing to teams that are not good at all. 
Whereas this Leafs lineup is still a good NHL lineup. They are. So it doesn't it doesn't meet the same parameters. Uh, but emotionally, it does meet the same parameters. Uh, okay, if we're going off of emotional, then yeah. fine. Everyone I'm 100% with you. I was going off of due. lineups. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm going, I'm going on pure emotion here. So I think the Leafs um, are going to win tonight. Okay. I feel good about it. As, you as, you got to listen to your report calls from yesterday about how confident you were on those picks, too. Uh, how'd I do? We'll play them in the next segment. We'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll play it. Yeah, it we'll, wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It was, I think I'm the only one who hit a bet yesterday. Mm, yeah. Well, you know. Uh, well, let's see. The Raptors lose one eighteen, one thirteen to Denver. Wait, no. I did get one of my wins. I love Jamal Murray to get the over. Murray hit okay, the over. Okay, I must have missed that when I was cutting the cost. Yes. So I, I apologize. Yes. I just got the last segment where you were talking about um, the. Bucks game? No, oh. not the Bucks. The the Seventy Sixers game. Yes, but and the, the other game. I know, but I bet it was Philadelphia and Indiana. Yes, and I did in the end take Indiana to cover. They were like a seven. I I got the cover. They didn't win outright. Yeah, you took them, but you said Boston, outright at the beginning. Yeah, and then ah, but no, but, but okay, you know what? We'll we'll, 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 we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get, get into it. the break because I also said take the Celtics, and I believe they did cover. No, you said Celtics money line because it was plus money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they end up lo- uh, they end up uh, they losing one eighteen, one fourteen. But hold on, okay. You you did take. Yeah, I know for a fact you took Celtics money line. Yeah, okay, I did, I did. That's about as bad a beat as it gets. Oh, absolutely. I'm not arguing that, but you did get it wrong. Did you see how that game ended in regulation? I'll, I'll be honest. It's okay I, if you didn't. No, I no. had a migraine yesterday. No, no, I didn't fine. watch anything. Okay, so. Back and forth between Boston and Cleveland. The game is tied, and Grant Williams gets fouled with 0.1 second okay, left. I did see this on Twitter. I didn't realize it was the end of the game. Grant Williams told Donovan Mitchell of the Cavaliers, I'm going to make both. Not only did he not make both, he missed both free throws for the win. He said, I'm going to make them both. He missed them both. Cleveland then won in overtime. That is a bad beat. All Boston needed was one free throw, and they win the game as the big underdog. So, yes, I did get that one wrong, but I did get the Jamal Murray, my CanCon bet. If there's a prominent Canadian player playing against the Raptors, they usually have, uh, they usually do fairly well. Uh, Just look at all the uh, RJ Barrett or Rowan Barrett. Is it RJ? Barrett games. All right, enough me screwing around with which Barrett is which. Hey, a hot new uh, sports talk game show. Which Barrett's which? Let's get to my opening thought. Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! We are hitting the crazy part of the NFL season. The end of the franchise tag deadline is today at 4 o'clock. Team's got to 4 o'clock. Are we going to uh, tag a player, give them the full tag, the semi-tag? Don't worry, I'm not going to go into details. One of them is uh, you would have to give up two first. I'm not going to do any of that. Now the combine season is done, NFL free agency is a little over a week away, and then the draft is near the end of April. This is the time where we get to see so many dumb things happen. 
I saw this tweet from Warren Sharp. He's an NFL analytics expert. He's on Fox, The Ringer. Does the podcast a lot with Bill Simmons. The player with the highest cap hit in 2022, Ryan Tannehill. In 2023, Ryan Tannehill will have a top five cap hit. This is the same team that traded away A.J. Brown last year and is now apparently shopping the one running back that doesn't seem to age in Derrick Henry. Why? Because he gave all that money to Ryan Tannehill. We already saw, you know, one more than likely bad move that reminds me a little bit of Tannehill. We saw the Saints signing Derek Carr. It's nothing against Carr. Derek is fine. Often is good. And on, you know, occasional days, he's very good. But is it really going to help the Saints? This is a team with a messy salary cap. They're still $17 million over. Alvin Kamara is coming off two unspectacular seasons. The offensive line is not that great. The defense is very good. But keep in mind, most of their best players are in their mid-30s. So you got a great young wideout and Chris Olave, and maybe not much else. And you got a lousy coach. I get it. Teams are going to make mistakes at quarterback because they're desperate to get it right. Just look at the career of Carson Wentz. All his stats are being thrown around. He's got no job, and I wonder how many people got fired because Carson Wentz never lived up to expectations. The Colts and the Commanders both took a chance on him, and they're both looking for a new quarterback. He's got over $128 million and uh, from two different franchises. And uh, teams have given up a ton of, oh, sorry, three franchises have paid him $128 million. A bunch of other franchises gave up a ton of draft capital in Washington and Indy. And in the end, Carson Wentz was a 500 quarterback with no playoff wins. The Eagles, they went to the Super Bowl in part because they walked away from him. And they made smart moves during that time period. KC won this past Super Bowl because they had a guy who can elevate the rest of his team. So what happens today? Well, we already saw one good move yesterday. Geno Smith. Good contract. Three-year deal. $105 million. I like it because of the term. It's not, not a lot of years. And you looked at all the metrics, all the analytics. Geno Smith played as a top-10 quarterback. It's a hell of a story. And at least he's on an organization that knows what they're doing with Pete Carroll. Then there's the Ravens. Maybe that's the biggest story. So many red flags with Lamar Jackson. But look at teams like Washington, India, and Carolina. Each just trying to get it right. Lamar Jackson, an MVP quarterback. These guys never get traded in their prime. If I'm the Ravens, I would not walk away from this. Then there's the Giants. Daniel Jones had a, a very good year, oftentimes a great year. He's never been put in a position to succeed, so maybe now that you're surrounding him with a better talent, better coaching staff, Daniel Jones will flourish. It could happen. It absolutely could. But be careful. Unlike the Ravens, Giants, you better be ready to walk away. To quote Robert De Niro from Heat, don't let yourself get attached to anything you are, you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. That's my message to you, Giants. Be careful. And that brings us back to the most fascinating and annoying player out there, Aaron Rodgers. Is he still attached to the game of football? Reports are the Packers are willing to walk away from this great marriage that's gone rocky. As for the Jets, what will they do? 
Well, if it's at the quarterback position, you know, they'll probably still get it wrong. Super Bowls can get won and lost in March. Let's see how this day ends up. And that is my opening thought. I'm finished. I think my favorite thing from the last 45 minutes is not the Jets speculation with Aaron Rodgers or that it's going to come down to the wire with Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones. It's that um, about a day ago, there were these reports that, oh, maybe Tom Brady wants to come back. And folks are saying, keep an eye on Miami. That was coming from the Rich Eisen show. Some people were reporting this, some NFL analysts. And then I love this response from Tom Brady's Twitter account. Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. That is a great tweet by Tom Brady. It's a great tweet because, one, it humanizes him. It's, oh, you know, trying to figure out the, you know, the, the, you know, the ups and downs of being a dad. And, oh, we got my daughter a cat. And you know how hard that is. So now it humanizes. Brady's just like us. He's exactly like us. In fact, there's no difference between you and Tom Brady or me and Tom Brady. Huzzah. I mean, two, it's just funny. It's kind of a funny tweet. And three, it immediately, immediately dispels any of this. Because I was wondering, like, okay, Tom, just come out and say it's not happening. So he's saying it's not happening, but he's doing it in a fun way. I got to lie. I got to say, I, I like that tweet from Brady. Yeah, it's not bad. It's well done. It's yeah. uh, it's a little more lighthearted than we're used to from Brady from all the uh, Belichick era conferences that we used to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to see that he had a little bit of fun with saying, "Yeah, no, yeah." <laughs> I'm throwing out um, our um, Tuesday top five today, which is Leaf fans right now are are nervous about the upcoming postseason. And I get it. I understand. They should be. They should be. Why? Because of the present. Why? Because of the past. So we, we want to know, what do you, and you can text the show at 10.50.50, what do you need to see from the team? And they're only playing once this week, so it gives you more time to take a step back, to breathe, to look at the team, to review the game tapes from, from the uh, first um, the 63 games or whatever it is. Um, what do you need to see from this team and maybe from the NHL to make you feel confident come playoff time. There's 19 games left. What are you looking for? What are the signs? So I have a question for you before we go any further. Yeah. How do we break this down? Are we saying what we need to see by the end of the 19 games? Yes. On okay. the day one, of, right before they drop the puck, Just wanted to be game specific. one of the postseason. Yes. What, what do you need to see to make you feel good about yourself, about you as a Leafs fan? All right, on the other side of the show, we'll do, uh, we'll do the report cause, and we'll get a little bit more into the screw job that happened last night in Denver. I'm Matthew Cause. You're listening to Gameplay on TSN 1050. It's brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Report cause and the wraps next. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. You're listening to TSN 1050. A reminder that tomorrow's classic lotto 649 jackpot is an estimated $5 million. And the gold ball jackpot is an estimated $42 million. Text 
1059, end your name to 105050 for your chance to win $100 in Lotto 649 tickets with Encore. Standard message rates apply to all entries. Lotto 649, find your possible. And speaking of texting in, you can text the show at 105050. As you know, I just kind of said it there. And we want to know for our Tuesday Top 5, what are the top five things you are looking for to make you feel more comfortable, more... um, Uh, Just put yourself at ease of mind as a Leaf fan going into the postseason. I know things can be a little bit rocky out there. Um, But let's get right to it. Um, You uh, put together there, Producer Nick, a report cause. But a minor report cause. It was a minor report cause because it did miss... It did miss. I that, did miss the Raptors picks. Yeah, yeah, it did miss the Raptors. But but let's hear let, let's hear what I did yesterday. Uh, Matthew, may I see your report cause? So I am kind of leaning towards the the Celtics. Rarely are you going to get Boston on the money line at plus one eighty. I mean, how could this happen? Pacers to beat the 76ers tonight. Hey, look at me. I'm a moron. I wasn't even close. I kind of like the Flames in their matchup with the Stars. We got one! <laughs> well, I, I I did predict the Jamal Murray. I took the over there. You um, did, and I, I should yeah. I should have grabbed that. And I apologize. I forgot where it was. It's okay. It's okay. Well, because sometimes they get sometimes they get scattershot. Like what I read, like the the real gutsy bet would have been, and I mean I, I would have got both of them wrong. I liked I liked Boston on the money line, uh, just because you got like plus two sixty, and the yeah. Celtics are a better team than Cleveland. And I get why the line was that way because you, you looked at the Celtics; it was back to back for them. And Cleveland's a damn good team, and Boston should have won, but Grant Williams missed two free throws with point one left. As for Philly, Indiana, Philly was favored on the road by like six or seven, and they would go on to win by four. But that was a tight game, and it just felt to me like okay, the Seventy Sixers. An emotional win on Sunday or Saturday um, when they defeated the Bucks, ending the Bucks' win streak. But it's the right logic. Yeah, and they were close. Like Philly wins by four, Cleveland wins by four. Both of them, you could have seen the upsets happen. Uh, to me, the, the you know the most annoying thing about last night wasn't even those games. I mean, it was it was actually funny watching Boston lose because Grant Williams, you know, just he, strutting like he a did, peacock. He did that to himself. Oh my right? god! Like yeah. you can't even blame the rest of the Celtics for what happened. Like no. that was all because of Grant Williams trying to showboat, basically. Yeah. By the way, one thing real quick about the Cleveland Cavaliers. The one thing we could say about them is they have the guy. You know, they have Donovan Mitchell. Yep. In the last, in two of the last three games, Cleveland has faced Boston. They've won by four and they've lost by four. In both those games, the theme of four comes up because Donovan Mitchell scored forty-four on Wednesday and then scored forty last night. You now go go back and take a look at what this guy has done, especially against some high-end competition. I'm seeing you know a thirty-three-point game against Philly, a thirty-five-point game, and just killed the Raptors. It's just a, such a special player. A great job by the Cavs and swinging and getting and getting that deal done. And good on guys like Darius Garland. Everyone else just just um, changing their roles a little bit to allow Donovan Mitchell to be the guy. As for the Raptors. They lose 118-113. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a game that's hard to be that upset about. It's actually much more of a bummer. The Raptors led throughout most of the evening. They led at the end of the first. They led at the end of the half. They led after the end of three quarters. 
You know, there's seven minutes to go. They're up 101-93 after a Siakam jumper, and Siakam didn't even have a very good game. All five uh, starters got in double figures. Bench did a good job, and they held Jokic about as well as you can, and they lose. And it's not about the officials. There's too many turnovers by the Raptors, but Scotty Barnes getting ejected late in that game was a disgrace by the referee Scott Foster. And here's how you know that was a bad call. Go back, and you can see all these angles from up high where there was a foul on Pirtle, kind of ticky-tack, whatever, and Scotty Barnes isn't getting in the ref's face. It's kind of just saying, I, I think the line was something like, you're robbing us here. I, I forget what the, the line was, but it, it wasn't that bad. And when you see Scotty Barnes say it, he's kind of looking down a little bit, and no one else reacted to it. That's the part that's annoying, is that when he did it, no one, none of the officials reacted to it. None of the players, like, oh, even Bill Simmons uh, from The Ringer said, uh, tweeted, just caught up on the fourth quarter of Nuggets Raptors. Legendary old school Scott Foster. I'm going to F over one of these two teams because I can performance. What an icon. No one on the court was reacting to the Barnes being upset. It looked like pretty standard NBA fare. And then suddenly Foster out of nowhere said, you're ejected, technical. And in a game that ended with Denver shooting six free throws to win it, the officiating, that wasn't the story, but it was part of the story about why the Raptors lost last night. Annoying. Yeah, it was It was an interesting one. And I think the, the most telling image for me wasn't that no one reacted because, I mean, sometimes the NBA players just don't even hear it half the time. They just let it go because they hear it so often. Mm-hmm. Other players saying stuff. It was when Scott Foster teed up Scotty, the other official who was standing under the basket yeah. looked at him confused. Mm-hmm. That's the more telling thing for me is that when the other official who's standing closer to the player looks confused by your call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, the other officials, everyone's confused. But hey, if you took the Raptors uh, to cover the spread, at least you won there. On the other side, we're going to do our Tuesday Top 5, and our Top 5 are the things we would like to see from the Maple Leafs over the final 19 games. And I also include uh, the Leafs, or just the NHL in general, what are the Top 5 things you would like to see to make you, as a Leaf fan, feel more comfortable with the postseason coming upon us? And we will do that next, right here on Gameplay. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. That's a cool G, Daddy. Oh, now you gotta let it ride. Embrace the odds. I want winners. It's King Kong Bundy always looking for that big five count. Five now he power. wants the five. And the referee applies to Give me a break, ref. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cosby. Each and every Tuesday, it's time for the Tuesday Top 5. And our Tuesday Top 5, Top 5 Things We Would Like to See Over the Final 19 Games to Make Us Relaxed as Leaf Fans Going Into the Playoffs. It could be what we see from the Maple Leafs, maybe something from around them. We will see. Producer Nick, what do you got at number 5? All right, at number five, I want to see secondary scoring. And we've talked about it all year. I just want to see more consistency in the secondary scoring. They don't need to put up four goals a game. I'm not asking for much, but a goal a game from the bottom six consistently, maybe two goals a game, it means a lot heading into the playoffs where those guys aren't going to get as much time, but if you can consistently go out and get that, that's kind of what I'm looking for. 
I will uh, I will add to that. My number five is because this is about someone who's not a star. I'd like to see Sam Lafferty find a good home. And maybe this is because tonight we're going to see him on the second line with William Needlander and Callie Yarncroft. Now, come playoff time, if Lafferty is centering the second line, things have gone really wrong. And, with Yarncroft? That's and, an issue. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things gone wrong. But if the team come back healthy, and if Lafferty in however many games he can work in this role, what if he then becomes the number three center? What if the work he does at number two means, nope, we are happy with you, Sam, as the number three center. If the Leafs can develop in, if he can get comfortable, and if he can find that spot in the Leafs ecosystem, not only does it mean you've got a damn good number fourth line center in David Kampf, but it means you can have Ryan O'Reilly as your second line center, have Tavares on the wing. We've seen that have success. So my number five, you know, they're not all going to be big giant ones, is uh, Lafferty. Find a nice home for yourself. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of that, but I want to make a quick point. Yeah. If he does become the number three center, that means you have Noel Achari and David Camp most likely on your bottom pair, yeah. on your bottom line, both as options as center. Both are great, great fourth line options. Yeah, versatility. Um, my big thing for number four, and it kind of goes into what you just said about Lafferty. I want a, I want them to find the third line. Right, we have. Seven players who could potentially play on the third line at the moment. And yeah. it's an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, let me say six, because I don't think Aston Reese will ever make it back up to the third line. Hopefully not. No offense. Sir. Right? But you have Bunting who might be there, Kerfoot who might be there, Yarncroak who might be there, Lafferty who might be there, Nolachari who might be there, David Camp who might be there. There's way too many options. And until you find the line that works, it's going to be chaos. So I want them to find a third line. My number four, and some of that theme might come up in a little bit. Now, my number four, what I'd like to see, I would like to see the Tampa Bay Lightning just continue to be who you have been for the last ten games or so. Just, just go out there and be the team that's lost five in a row, has lost six of the last seven, has lost like eight of the last ten. Just, I want the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you can just continue to play like this. I myself will feel much better come playoff time if there's a couple more games where Vasilevsky is giving up uh, five, six goals in a contest. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I feel like that's a safe one. Yeah. Um, And and on the same lines as my number three is that I actually kind of want the opposite. And here's why. Mm. I want the Lightning to go on a 10-game streak right now. Huh? And the only reason is Mm. because they've been so up and down this year that if they go on a 10-game streak right now where they get really, really hot, and then the last five or six games of their season, they get cold. That means they're going into the playoffs cold. And that's a much more dangerous thought for them All right. than it is for the Leafs. All right, so you're playing around with the math and the schedule. Playing around bit. for math, yes. 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 So right now, if they go on a 10-game streak where they're not so... or they're really, really good, sorry, they're probably going to come back down. So I want that to happen now. <laughs> All right, so we want opposite things for number four. Gotcha. Or uh, your number three, my number four. My number three. Shouldn't have said it like that. That's going to confuse the audience. Too many numbers. Uh, the number three thing on my Tuesday top five. Um, and this this could be number one. But Morgan Riley, get going. Um, I, I'm fascinated by. I we can talk about this as well at some point. I am so fascinated with this Tuesday night game against the Devils. 
And maybe the biggest reason is, is Morgan Riley is not on the first pair, not on the second pair. He's on the third pair with the guy who's been scratched for the last two games and Timothy Lilligren. And the Leafs have been better at five on five in, in goal differential and in so many other metrics. And Morgan Riley is not on the ice. And we've seen Morgan Riley be a really good player. There's a reason why he got $7 million. But I'm sorry, if it means, I like the fact he's on the third pairing. There needs to be accountability. He hasn't been great. He needs to be demoted. You know, uh, Sean Keefe, uh, channel your inner John Cooper. I don't care what you got to do. And this isn't about hating on Morgan Riley. This is about dealing with reality on reality's terms. And reality says Morgan Riley hasn't been that good this year. You know it and I know it. Anyone who's pushing back, you're pushing it back not because you're pro-Morgan Riley. You're pushing back because you're anti-media. You hear the media say bad things about Morgan Riley because you don't like the media. Like, oh, damn you, media. When really in your heart of hearts, you know that Morgan Riley's not having a good year. No one, no one here is saying he can't be great. No, we all believe he can. But he hasn't been. No. He has not been this year at all. No. They go back and look at so many games where it's like, ooh, how they score those goals. Oh, what did Morgan do? So that is my number three. Morgan Riley has to get going. What's your number two? Well, it's funny because mine kind of piggybacks off of your number three. If, I mean, it's all Leaf stuff, so they all kind of piggyback There's off of each other. Blend. There's going to be a blend, yes. I want consistent pairings on the back end. We have nine NHL defensemen currently on roster, mm-hmm. and we've been playing seven and 11 for the past two or three games. Two? Yeah. Feels like 100, but yeah. I don't like it. And I know Carlos spoke about it, not having a consistent partner, how it messes with your game on first up. That's an issue, and you can't have that going into the playoffs. You have to have a consistent partner. So this isn't a tonight thing. This isn't a down a week down the line. This is a last two or three games of the season. I need to see consistent pairs the last two or three games. Because if not, it's going to just... It causes chaos in the player's mind. Yeah. And that's not good heading into the playoffs. So yeah. consistent pairs. And that's my number two. Is, is Sheldon Keefe... Figure out the lines. And and, and th- I'm okay with it. Like, I understand, in theory, what you're doing. You know, okay, Lilligren's going to sick us. We want to get a, a, a couple games to Luke Shen, this or that. But when the playoffs start, everyone needs to know what their role is. Michael Bunting, what line is he on? Who's in, who's out on D? And then the final one, a big one, uh, for Sean Keefe's got to figure out. He's got to be comfortable who he starts in net for game one. Yeah. So um, what I need to see is Sheldon Keefe find the lines where everyone knows their role, everyone is comfortable, everyone is energized and motivated. Yeah. Do we got the same number one? Probably, but that's because it's the same number one for every team. Okay, but okay, what's okay? Oh, no, no, then we have different. Okay, you're number one. What I want to see from the Leafs? Health. Okay, yours is health. Yep. This is a team that is built uh-huh. to be a very, very competitive team any year. They will, they will compete every single year for a Stanley Cup if this roster stays together. But what is the easiest thing to knock down a Stanley Cup contender? It's health. And right now, Ryan O'Reilly, broken finger, out. John Tavares, not feeling himself, out. Mm-hmm. We only have 12 forwards to begin with at the moment on the roster. I know they called two up, but that's replacing two. It's an issue. And if they can get healthy, this team can scare a lot of teams in the playoffs. If it not for the giant white maple leaf on their on their jersey, because that doesn't scare anybody in the playoffs. Health is the biggest thing that I need to see come down the stretch. I purposely kept health off the list, but yes, 
It, it's like that in almost any sport. Whoever's healthy. Are you the healthy team? Ah, you get to win it all. Congrats. My number one, I'm going to be very specific here. I want to see Austin Matthews have more goals scored than shots blocked. I want Austin Matthews over the final 19 games. If he wants to have 18 blocked shots, fine, but you better have 19 goals. I need Austin Matthews, you know, to he's got to look like Hart Trophy guy again because it's about time he starts looking like a Con Smythe Trophy looking like player. And he's and even if it means you got to be a bit of a coward, getting back to the health thing, you know, stop blocking shots, start scoring goals. The number one way the Leafs are going to be are going to beat a team like Boston is you got to have a singular talent be better than anyone else on the ice. You know, it's like the NBA thing where, well, they got more, they got the more talented team, but we got the more talented player. It's the only way, the only way. Like that, and, and whoever's in net has got to be 1999 Dominic Hasek. But it's got to be about Austin Matthews just bludgeoning teams. And yeah. Let's see that over the final 19 games. More goals than block shots. Very specific. I like you, you yeah. use specific numbers of yeah. 18 and 19. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's it's true. And if he can do that, they, he puts them in a very good spot. And that is our Tuesday top five. Um, let's hear from let's hear Sheldon Keith. Let's hear from the uh, the the Maple Leafs uh, coach talking about the defensive pairing of putting Timothy Lilligren with Morgan Riley. Just kind of how the other groups shake out, and and that's really it. But uh, Lilligren has played good for us all season. We've kind of pulled back on him here the last little bit to give uh, Shen and, and Gustafson a chance to get in and get comfortable with our group. But uh, you know, we'll get him get him back in, and we'll just go with six defense tomorrow. So uh, you know, it's a chance for him to get going. He's you know he's. We have been working him through on the power play and getting him some extra touches there, even more so here now going into tomorrow night. So, yeah, that's, he's an important guy for us for sure. It's like, in some ways, this is a good thing. Like, we all, you'll often hear that people that work in sports media, they get tired of sports. They lose the energy, the spark. They, some of them get angry and shoo away children at, uh, at scrums. Like they, there's all these different things that could happen. I am so excited for tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. Because to me, this game is so fascinating. Like Morgan Riley on the third pair, how does he respond? Lilligren back after two games as a healthy scratch. Um, Bunting demoted, and he is not happy. In fact, let, let's hear you want to you want to hear someone whose decibel level is very low and his energy level is very serene. But just just listen to the words from Michael Bunting. This is a guy struggling. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's it is what it is, and um, you know I'm gonna hopefully you know uh, get it back here and you know just play my game, get to the net, and work those uh, areas that I. I have strengths at. That was him being asked, where's your game at right now? And what did he first say? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then what when is the pucks th- are louder than your, uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know as well. It's usually not a good indication. And and then, he, and then he went right into the worst expression you can say. It is what it is. Now, whenever says it is what it is for something good. Hey, um, Austin, or uh, let's see, uh, who's... Who's getting uh, Connor McDavid? I was say Connor. Yeah, 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 Connor. Connor McDavid, an, an, another two goal game for you. How do you feel? Ah, uh, you know, it is what it is. The 
stick hit the puck, and the, and then, then the, puck the puck went in the net. In the net and and that happened twice. That is what we it is. We got pucks in deep. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's never used for positive. It's always used for negative. But I am I am wildly curious just about Morgan Riley and Lilligren. I'm curious about Bunting. I'm curious about Lafferty um, on this on this second line because hey, to Lafferty, this this is a chance for you, my man. Um, do what the, so many other forwards and centers haven't done when they've given a chance to play with talent. Don't go be the next Nick Ritchie. This is a chance for you to just show what you can do. And maybe it's asking too much. Okay, It's quite possible. It's quite possible. But I'm just fascinated. Like, okay, you want an opportunity, never been in the playoffs, there's Neeland over there. Uh, let's see what you guys can do together. Yeah, and I agree with you, Matt. It, it is an interesting game from that perspective. Another little like side interesting note. Mm. Do we see uh, Holmberg or Steves earn a potential playoff roster spot over maybe a guy like Aston Reese who hasn't wowed? Yeah. So there's there's the chance, there's right? The and chance. There's, there's the possibility that they're getting an opportunity. They're playing alongside the aforementioned bunting, so maybe they can find something, right? Here is a FanDuel super boost that I like. Austin Matthews, Timo Meyer to both get a point. Timo scored, uh, I think he played like his first game, scored against the Coyotes, had been out for a little while with an upper body injury. And Matthews and Meyer to get a point. That was on FanDuel at plus 105. Now it's been boosted to plus 200, so 2-1. to one. I like that one. I, I'm going in on the Leafs tonight. I'm going in on them because this is a team whose sole purpose is to confuse us. So they are plus four and fourteen. The Devils are the favorite, and they should be. They're six one and one. They're on a five game point streak. Um, they probably they you know they they nearly blew that game against the Coyotes. Also, Timo's going to be on a line with Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes. There's a lot of talent there. So maybe you want to do Timo just to score yep. at plus one twenty two. But there's if you just want to do just get a point. Timo Timo Meyer gets a point. Austin Matthews gets a point at plus two hundred on Fanduel. I like that bet. You've been spending too ti- much time with Mike. Mm. What's his name? Timo Meyer. Timo. Yeah, I've been saying Timu. You've been saying Timu. You've been spending way too much time with AB. I don't uh, like it. You T- got to stop that. Timu Solani. Timu Meyer. T- oh God! Now I'm going to call him Timo. <laughs> I'm just calling him so many different names. I'll just go Meyer. Um, so, I, but yes, I am in, in, in on the Leafs tonight. <laughs> don't make me look stupid. By the way, in the last bunch of days. The Boston Bruins, there's been more money put on them to win the Stanley Cup than all the other teams combined. The, not shocking. The Boston Bruins are going full, like, 2017 Golden State Warriors. It is, like, just, you don't see that in this sport. A remarkable number. All right, we got to take a break. On the other side, uh, we'll get we'll get into the NFL including just all things Lamar and all things Aaron. And we'll do that next right here on Gameplay. So let me do a little reading. I'll do the best I can. Things are apparently heating up between the Jets and quarterback Aaron Rodgers. According to a new report from ESPN, a contingent... Not just one, a contingent of Jets officials are flying out to meet in person with Rogers. Ooh. Yes. 
this isn't, you know, uh, uh, this isn't, you know, the assistant GM. Hey, let's do a Zoom call or or a member of the Jets staff calling in to the Pat McAfee show saying, hey, Pat, yeah, long time, first time. Um, Aaron, quick question. How do you feel about the Empire State Building? So the, the Packers are reportedly, and by the way, hello, this is Game Play. your host, Matthew Cos, right here on TSN 1050. Packers reportedly have given permission for the two parties to contact one another. Because, again, as says producer Nick pointed out yesterday, this is different than the Peyton Manning situation. Because Peyton Manning was a true blue free agent. Aaron Rodgers has got years and years left on a deal that pays him like 50 or something million dollars. And, by the way, here's my promise to you, the listener. I am not going to try to discuss this and break down all the salary cap ramifications. I actually tried this morning. I started to read it all, and then I felt really dumb. And then I felt really bad about myself because I was getting confused. Numbers are hard. Numbers, salary cap numbers with quarterbacks. Numbers are, salary cap numbers, period, across major North American sports are hard. Oh, the worst. I I dare you one time, try Mm. to go figure out how the MLS salary cap works. No. (laughs) See, that's what I like with the CFL salary cap. It's a, a bit of a wink, wink and a smile. Um, uh, by the way, I 100% endorse that one. Helps the Argonauts. So, you got Nathaniel Hackett back in his proper position as the offensive coordinator there. You've got a talented team in, uh, in with the Jets. What this first means, for me, the first thing that this means, he's never playing another game for the Packers. Thank God. If Green, if Green Bay has said, sure, we'll let you go talk to him. Like, this is, like, the, the, the equivalent of this. Let me, let me see if I can figure this out. So you got a husband and a wife. They've been together for 18 years. They've be had careful some, where you go with I am. This. I am. Trust me. I, I will be careful. I will be careful. I'm going to keep this on the up and up. This is PG conversation. Not some of the kink things out there. So you got a couple that have been together for 18 years. And for the most part, it's been a very happy marriage. Very happy. Last year or so got a little rocky. And uh, in this case, let's say, you know, uh, let's say in this case, the Packers are the husband and Aaron Rodgers is the wife. And the Packers are basically saying, you know what, honey, uh, I know you've had eyes on Steve from accounting and Steve's commented how attractive my wife is. Let me see if I can hook you two guys up. Let me make a dinner reservation for you. Okay, so Steve's allergic to seafood, so we're not going to go to the Red Lobster. You know, it's got a nice Italian place. And if it doesn't work out between the two of them on their date, you know, they, they, they don't like uh, the, all the free soup and salad they can get from Eastside Mario's, she's like, uh, well, I guess we're still married. Like, I don't know how you can get this together. I mean, basically, the Green Bay Packers are, are facilitating a divorce between them and their quarterback. And what if it doesn't work out? What if the Jets get cold feet? You know, what, what if suddenly Zach Wilson, like, flies in and goes, hey, remember me? You took me, like, third overall. Like, well, he'll still be there. He'll still be there. He'll be he'll be the weird ex that's just hanging around and still kind of friends. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm literally trying to find an analogy where I work in Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith and and remember when I don't uh, think you're going to be able to pull that one off. Don't 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 tempt me, because um, <laughs> I'll try. I know you will. Do you want me to? Do you want me to vent for a little bit to give you some time? To no, try? no, no. It's because you, 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 yeah. you mentioned the Empire State Building. That's not really how you sell the Jets or the Giants to anybody. Mm. Because let's be honest, they're in New Jersey. They don't really play there. Mm. Um, but you see, if you're going to sell the Jets, it's not. It's not hard. This team is young. They have a lot of talent. 
You mentioned the Hackett where he has a bit of a connection with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's reasons for Rodgers to want to go. And there's reasons for Green Bay to say, go, go ahead. Like, they're tired of the drama. They yeah. really are. And, and this Green Bay team, I said it last year, I'm going to repeat myself again. I don't think this Green Bay team is good enough to compete right now. So they're in this weird in-between phase where they're good enough to finish second in the division, potentially finish in the wild card spot, but not good enough to really compete. And if if you're ready to move on, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Stop playing the game. Oh yeah, no, no, right. Yeah. Just just 100%. let him go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh oh. The Packers want to let him go. Yeah. They're telling you they want to let him go. That's, I'm, I'm the, agreeing with you. The, the, yeah. The problem here is is there's fifty. You know, to, to make a love connection. To go back to my earlier <laughs> analogy. Go back. Uh, to make it work, you, there's fifty million dollars. Yeah. You know, that's a hell of a dowry. Yeah. You know, if I want to go like real old timey, you know, uh, <laughs> weddings like from like two hundred years or three hundred years ago, I forget when dowries came to an end. Probably, <laughs> probably should have ended sooner, but that's a discussion for another day. So it's not really a sports topic. If you're a Bill, if you're a Bills fan, if you're a Dolphins fan, you're freaking out by this because you're like, oh no, no, we we the Jets were the team that that were the team we got to fatten up on. Not They're last the, year. The, well, still seven and ten. There's still some how, but in the division, what were they? No, the Jets were seven and ten. I, I oh, in the division, in the division. Two, two and four, two and four. Yeah, which they, is much better than the zero and six they've been for the last how many years? I know you want to disagree with me on this, but let me ask you a question. I just want yes or no. no answers from you. Are the Jets a better team with Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson? Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so now if you're the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Patriots, like, damn. Absolutely. I was more arguing the point of them being the team that they beat up on because I would actually argue they beat up on the Patriots last year. Yeah, well, the Patriots still had, you know, now semantics. Sem- yeah. Patriots are free and free. And, and, and you love a good semantics debate. Oh, don't even. You get don't, wrapped in. Don't. Don't. On the other side of the show, one of our favorites. Dave Damashek, formerly from the NFL Network, and now with the Minus 3 podcast, the Extra Points podcast, all the work he's doing with Cousin Sal. He made some quarterback predictions that he thought was going to happen this offseason. He's 0 for 1 so far. We'll get his thoughts on some others, and we'll do that right after this. This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 